like books? Well, so do we. So let's talk about them. This is Pages and Pages. Pages and Pages. Welcome to Pages and Pages, where two best friends talk about all things books. That's Sophia. And that's Morgan. Hello, this is episode 21. Oh my god, chapter 21 already? I, it's crazy. I know. I'm amazed. So that means, well, 21 divided by 4, that's, you know, that's a few months. I was like, why divided by 4? <laughs> months into months. <laughs> right. Like 21 weeks. Yeah. It's crazy, because I remember our first episode. Yeah. Well, we had to record it like three times. We didn't know what we were doing. We kind of still I mean, still we don't. still don't really know what we're doing. We're just <laughs> flying by the seat of our pants. But yeah, we've come a long ways from that first episode. So far. <sighs> yeah. It's good cool. times. Good times. Yeah. Sitting at your kitchen table, trying to work around your dog. And it was raining. And it was raining. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> I just hit myself. <laughs> it's fine. Um... Yeah, that, that was a while ago, but yeah. we've grown. We've, we're having a good time. We are. How Thank are you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving week. It is. One of my favorite holidays. Yeah. I love food. Food. <laughs> Same. I like getting days off of work, because I get two days off of work. You do? Well, we're closed on the Friday after. Uh-huh. Like, you can work if you really, really want to. Right, but like technically no one has to be there, so why should you be there? Exactly. We are open. That's We are bummer. just closed on Thursday. So you're going shopping? I am. Probably am not because I'm paranoid of a disease that's out right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. A virus, whatever the fuck. We it went is. shopping last year. Yes. Obviously, peak pandemic. Pan, you know, panini. panini. And, um,. We were just talking about this. I was at my mom and dad's. My dad's. My dad never goes shopping. Like he hates it. Yes, but my dad. We, we, we drag uh-huh. him along for Black Friday because it's just fun watching him be miserable, and like trying, trying. Sorry, I have to tell the story. Try, yeah, trying to uh, navigate. Like he, you know, he hates people as do I, and it's just fun watching him also hate people and like not wanting to touch people. I feel and, like our dads would really get along. I, you know, maybe if my dad figured out who you were. Yeah. Who's she again? He'll never know. It's I'd be like Morgan, and he's like, who? Well, yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> Thanks, stove. Um, but last year we went, and he had a great time because there was like nobody there. Wow. Yeah, because of you There'll know. There'll be more people there this year. Yeah, I do want to go backward and talk about um the I don't know you story. <laughs> okay, was this this was two years ago? Yeah, now? I think this was either eighteen or nineteen. So. When I go Black Friday shopping, I usually go with my mom and my sister, and we were you were there with a friend. Yes. We were there separately, but like we we had saw each other, we talked to each other, and it was obviously crazy. Mm-hmm. And you were getting a TV, and I was getting a TV, so I was off in TV land, getting the TV, and then you put it in my cart, and I put it in your cart, and, and so you were separated from your mother and sister. Yeah, and I was trying to Ooh. find them. Yeah, they were by like the towels. And you were also in that area. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking for you. And I and called you. for them. Yeah, I was on the phone. We were on the phone. Weren't we? Yeah. And I said, hey, I, I see your sister. I'm going to give your TV to your sister. Because we were I was in line. Yeah. Because we were in Walmart. And mm-hmm. so the line was snaking around the store. And I was like, oh, 
I found your sister and your mom. I'll give your TV to your sister. We're, I'm over here, and I gave you our location towels. <laughs> and then she looks at me and... Because you said her name. Well, yes, I am yeah. right here. I got Lindsay right here. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and then I go... Uh, I'm like, she's right here. She's right here. And I make eye contact with her. <laughs> For context, her sister has an eyebrow ring... <laughs> She's tall. Like she's not you. that tall. Well, taller than me. She's shorter than I am. And she can she can be intimidating because she is loud. Yes. And she doesn't take shit from anybody. Yes. So. It's very scary. <laughs> she's, I think she has severe ponytail. I mean, like, she's like. Yeah. And I make eye contact with her. I'm like, oh, I found Lindsay. I'll give your TV to Lindsay. That way, when you get in line, she'll have it. You'll find your sister. Mm-hmm. And she just looks at me. Direct eye contact. I don't know you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was your sister, Lindsay. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. okay. While we're on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm finding you're like, I don't. Never mind. No, I don't know. <laughs> so now it's a, now it's a joke. Yeah. That every time you like mentioned or talked to my sister, it's like I don't know her. Yeah, who's that? Even though at the time it was scary. Terrified me. Your sister still scares me, and I she's know also, her. She's also older. Like yeah. she's like wait, not she's way a little older, older than you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's so funny. She's I like don't know you. People that would probably punch me in the face. If she, I mean, she know, has hit people on yeah. Black Friday, but it was with, like, a towel. Like, oops. Yeah. Like, oh, I just hit you in the head with this thing of rags. <laughs> <laughs> but I pulled off the shelf just to hit you with. Yeah, because they were in, like, a bin, and she, the lady was like, can you hand me those rags? Instead, she, like, threw them at her head. <laughs> it's great. I've had many fun experiences Black Friday shopping. I have, too. I've yeah. also had bad experiences Black Friday shopping. Bad? Less than, like... Like, this yeah. chick thought I, I hit another car. Oh. But I didn't. Hmm. And so then she followed me to the next store and followed me around in it. Oh, my God. And was, like, telling other people what she thought I had done. And I was, like, I was very overwhelmed. Yeah. I was, like, done with the day. And so, like, I kept on hearing the same thing over again. And I was, like, what the heck is going on? Weird. Yeah. Like, she parked next to me and glared at me. And I was, like, it was really creepy. Lady, you need to chill. Holy shit. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-mm. We were just... But had fun experiences on Black Friday most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. 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 Except for the time when my... <clears throat> oh My sister and my mom, my oldest sister and my mom, wanted to buy these TVs. And this was back when you could buy a TV with a DVD player in it. And they were like big fucking TVs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had like my mom's car and we bought four of those fucking tvs for some reason <laughs> each kid got one uh i didn't get one. Oh, hmm. well everyone but you yeah well i think like my sister bought one and then my mom bought three i don't know we had four of these tvs <laughs> so we live you know it was a walmart so we live the closest walmart is about 30 almost 40 minutes away from our my parents house and so i had to sit outside of the car on top of the tv boxes while they were in the car, oh, and wait for my dad to come with a truck. 
Friday's great. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, though. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. I've, it's I, I love it. It's exhilarating. Like, yeah. It, it, I don't get a lot of opportunities to be aggressive. So I like going Black Friday shopping. So I'm like, I got my cart. I'm like, bitch, get out of my way. Like, excuse me. <laughs> like, I know it's all like, it sucks because it's sometimes it's been like Thanksgiving night and like whatever. Yeah. And, oh, you shouldn't be mean to people. I'm like, I'm not mean. I'm just like, get out of my way. Right. I got deals to get. Right. You know. Yeah. I'm excited. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we can go. My normal um, thing, uh, Black Friday shopping buddy, like her and I, we just go Black Friday shopping together every year for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even see each other a whole lot during the year. It's just but like Black that's Friday. our thing. Yeah. It's our thing. And it's just super fun. And I love spending time with her on Black Friday. And she's pregnant this year. Mm-hmm. And so- <laughs> but if you go, people will get out of her way because she's right. pregnant. Right. I usually go with my mom and my sister. You're more than welcome to come with us if you want. <laughs> I just might have to. Because, you know, my sister won't yell at you this time because she knows you. Well, she? <laughs> she, went, she, she put on my Facebook wall for my birthday. She was like, happy birthday. Like, who are you? Or something yeah. like that. Or stranger like, or something. Happy birthday, stranger. I don't know. Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Ha, 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 ha. It's so funny now. I can't. Like, I'm really excited for Thanksgiving food. Even though I like, like, three foods we have for Thanksgiving. Let's see. Turkey. Yeah. Rolls. Yeah. Plain mashed potatoes. Correct. Is that it? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love them. Yum. Make me happy. Mm-hmm. Spending time with family. Yes. For the most part, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince my brother to, to uh, smoke a turkey this year. Ooh. And to do that, we have to have it at his house. And he lives... Oh. Um, far, not far, but... But, like... An hour and a half, two hours away. Yeah. So. When everyone else lives here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not close, but also I want smoked turkey. Right. Can you smoke the turkey and then bring it up and. I think he was afraid it would be get cold. They make microwaves. <laughs> I know. Microwave it, put it in the oven, warm it back up. Yeah. It'll be fine. But then again, I think it's been almost two years since all of us have been at their house, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to just yeah probably go there. I kind of invited myself. I was like, "Hey, can we have Thanksgiving um, at your house?" <laughs> oh no! So we'll Surprise! see. We'll see. We still have a, a couple days. We'll yeah. see if uh, plans change. I want to make a, a lovely. You're not gonna like this. Um, you're not gonna be there, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not gonna um, be at your Thanksgiving. A sweet potato casserole. Lovely. I, I found a recipe for a nice, delectable, smooth, like smooth like mashed potato even. Oh, okay. Uh, sweet potato casserole. So nice. I am I am excited to try that. Good. Look at you. I know. So happy Thanksgiving. If you celebrate, you live in America, happy Thanksgiving. Yes. I realize it's not Thanksgiving everywhere else. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's but. true. And also that it's, when we celebrate it, we are celebrating, um, togetherness with our families mm-hmm. not the um you know the, the history behind the, yes <laughs> the fact that native americans were murdered yes and, yeah which is not no laughing murder. matter at no all. absolutely not um but i'd love to laugh in uh you know awkward situations awkward ways that i i don't yeah. know what else to do so yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah. yeah but i'm very excited about turkey and i like watching football i love the macy's and, day parade Taking a nap. Yeah, I don't really care about parade. Parade. The parade. The parade. I never usually watch it. Well, it's something to have on. True. That isn't sports. That is true. 
Do we know who's playing on Thanksgiving? No, no clue. No clue. Well, we'll know by by <laughs> the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Right. Hopefully it's not the Packers, because I don't want to have to watch the Packers. Well, and if, if it is, hopefully it's not Aaron Rodgers. Ugh. I wrote, I, I took notes for this episode, and yeah. on, on the bottom, it's like, I have several pop culture, or like, culture thing. My mouse doesn't want to work. I put, Aaron Rodgers is a piece of garbage. He is. We're Packers fans. Yeah, you, yeah, you are. You and you, you and Nick family. are. Yes. Uh, we are. We're very big Jordan Love fans. We now. are mortal enemies because I like the Minnesota Vikings. So we. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but I think we both can agree that Aaron Rodgers is a piece of garbage. Yes, one thousand percent. It has to do with him lying about being vaccinated and then yeah. like he said gas, he was immunized, immunized. and then implied the people that weren't vaccinated should like be. should be. Well, then you're such a. And I just, uh, I just, I, oh God, I hate him. I think he's an arrogant, like, piece. Mm. pompous. Yeah, he's good at football. I guess. Like uh. I can't. It's really hard for me to admit that he's even good at football because Bleh. it just pisses me off so much. Bleh. Okay. Anyway, but, I mean, like when it comes <laughs> to football, though, <sighs> I'm fine now. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. Mm-hmm. So, let's get to reading, shall we? I thought you were in a singing mood. I was, but I um, am over it, apparently. <laughs> I was in a singing mood exactly 17 minutes ago before this podcast started. <laughs> and now it's gone. Because <laughs> right. I was like, I'm in a silly, goofy mood, and I'm just going to sing all the time. Then we started, I'm like, nah. Nah. Done. <laughs> all right, friend. I took notes today. I am so proud of you. Like, not tons. Right, but you came in, you're like, I'm so prepared. And I'm like, are you being sarcastic? Like, you didn't do anything? And I was she's like, like I, no, 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 I actually did not. I actually took notes. I was like, good for you. Oh. So what do your notes say about, like, your reads, or was that about our topic for later? Um, okay, I have to look back. I, I it's a Let very, it's a recent note taking. Consult my notes. Um, I have a news. Oh, you have a news section? I have, well, a, a piece of news. Ooh, okay, what's your news? So, uh, <clears throat> as everyone is, I mean, one would assume at this point, everyone has watched Tiger King, right? Yeah. Um, so, those who aren't familiar <laughs> need to be. Um, it is a TV show about, I mean, specifically Joe Exotic and his tiger zoo. Tigers and lions, and he's a, a gigantic breeder. He was um, until he was arrested for murder for hire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this whole saga. You it's gotta the watch best the show. Whole plot of the show. It's is on this Netflix. Yeah. Murder for hire. Carol Baskins. Just freaking wonderful. It's insane, and it's yeah. all true. And well, probably all true. <laughs> Let's be honest. We will. We can't confirm or deny that <laughs> right. it isn't true. But you know. Um. So Joe put out a memoir. Oh! And it was published on November 9th. He wrote it from prison. Oh my god, Joe! Which is crazy, because I told Nick about it a couple, like, a month ago, and he was like, no, he died from COVID. And I was like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And I looked it up. He is not dead. He has cancer. He probably, yeah, he's sick. Yeah. And he had COVID, I thought. I think, yeah, or he went to the hospital for... Maybe COVID-related reasons, or he just got sick. Yeah. But um, he, uh, I, I shouldn't say that, because he's a lot of animal abuse. But, anywho, yeah. he's got two ratings, all both five stars. Good for on, you, uh, Joe. <laughs> Good for you. On uh, Goodreads here. Aw. But that book was published um, November 9th. 
We just got our copy at the library today. So you got a copy of that book before you got Laurel Olympus. Listen, okay, I looked it up yesterday on our book ordering site, and it said back ordered on Laurel Olympus. And I was like, what the fuck? I ordered that book. I pre-ordered that book two months ago for the library. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? And it came out a week before we recorded it. Like last week. Yeah. Yep. The beginning of November. Mm Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And why do I have mine? Right. I am pissed. I realize you ordered it too. Yeah. But like, then I looked on the their website and it said, uh, back ordered. Or not back, yeah. Um, uh, like, back ordered out of stock, publisher out of, out of print. Or something like that. Like, it was like, I think it just said back ordered. But, um, I'm, I'm like, um, excuse me, am I never gonna get my copy? I'm a goddamn library. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very sorry. It showed up today. Oh, good. With the Joe Exotic book. Oh, wonderful. So, That's good. I'm glad you I have I did it. want to point that out. I was just letting <laughs> a little dramatic. And I know we mentioned before that there is going to be a paper shortage and book shortage. But if you told me that I would get this book and you I guaranteed X amount of copies of this book and I pre-ordered it two months ago, yep. then one of those copies should have been mine and I should have gotten it last week. And and before that, I should have gotten it the week before because it was a pre-order. Right. And so we they we usually get books a couple days early, just like bookstores. Yeah, because when it's a book that we're, we're looking forward to, you usually send me a Snapchat. It's like, guess what I got? Yeah. And, and that way we can process the books and enter yeah. them into our system. It makes sense. And in library land. So. Not with this one. But no. I just, <laughs> I like stood in the back room and screamed about it for a second and... <laughs> And my uh, assistant director is just like, uh-huh, I see where you come from. Like, take it, take, take it down. Calm down. Man, we're in a library. We're in a library. <laughs> so. Oh, God. But I'm glad we got it. And that was my news. Was My ah, book news was t- Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King's book is out. Thank so, you for that news. I appreciate it. Um, and the one thing is I am disappointed that the audiobook isn't read by you. <laughs> Can you imagine recording it in prison? Oh, Joe. What a bummer that would be. I know. Oh, jeez. Oh, Joe. <laughs> so, I'm just kidding. But I do want to actually read it because I'm curious. And there is another yeah. season coming out. I, I heard. On yes. Netflix as well. So, just a, just a tidbit of things that I'm excited for. <laughs> Tiger King, man. Because I'm a simple gal. <laughs> so, maybe that'll help us transition transition into books that we've read. Because mm-hmm. we're going to do what we always do and talk about books that we've read. And um, one of yours was indeed Laura Olympus. Yes. I was Sorry, waiting, I was like... I was waiting for you to pick up what I was putting down Sorry. and you weren't. And it was I, fine. I, Don't worry about it. You didn't know I was trying to make that transition. And I picked up my phone and I was like, okay, I'm going to bring up Goodreads so I can look and see what books I've read. Right. <laughs> so, so I finished so Laura Olympus. How I, did you like Laura <laughs> So, fun fun story. Uh-huh. So, last week, we got done recording, and then <laughs> we found out the new Animal Crossing update came out, like, two days early. Two. Yeah. Sorry. It was, like, three, it, but it, supposed was to, it was supposed to be on Friday, and it was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so, instead of doing, like, we usually sometimes watch an episode of Beastars, <laughs> instead we watched a streamer get her game updated and have watch her dive into it. 
for like an hour. For an hour. Well, I also waited for my game to update. <laughs> and then you started playing. Yes. And then I read half of Lore Olympus. Yeah, while she was just laying on my couch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like on my, on like, on a weird angle yeah. on the couch. It was comfy. I'm sorry. I don't know who wrote Lore Olympus. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, um. Rachel Rebe- something. Uh, Rachel Smythe. Smythe. And you loved it. I did. I absolutely loved it. And the thing about graphic novels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that it's so spread out because they need time to draw the drawings. Right. And they can't just type up a story. So I'm, there was things that happened at the end of volume one. And I was like, ah. and if I really wanted to, what are you doing? Absolutely nothing. Don't look at get, my screen. Get off of my Goodreads page. I want to like everything you're doing. Stop it. What are you doing? Stop it. I don't want to get thirsty. I'm emails. a little chaos demon. Ah, don't hit me. Abuse. <laughs> you hit me last week. Out of excitement. And uh-huh. I gave it five stars as, as well. It is. We probably should tell what it's about. So it's a graphic novel following Persephone and Hades. Stop liking the good read shit. Get an email every five seconds. <laughs> Uh, four emails. I hate you. The way she, the way she crew, like draws these characters, it's oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's like blues and pinks. It's and... so beautiful. And it, I mean, she also covers all of the other Greek gods, and it has a lot of discussions about, um, like sexual abuse and abusive relationships, abusive relationships, and like power dynamics. And it's it's so good. Yes, and they're and they're the gods, right? Yeah. But also it's modern day, like there's cell phones. Right. There, there's a city, and yet, like, there's the underworld, and there's different realms, and it's just Rachel brought everything to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful, and this actually started off as, as a, a webtoon. Mm-hmm. Just she put out on on this website every week. And then it got similar so... to Heartstopper. Was that on webtoon? That was on something else, right? Yeah, I think it was on some. I don't know what the website was called, mm-hmm. but it wasn't this webtoons. Mm-hmm. And it would she posted every week, and it got so much. I mean, like millions of views. Yeah. So she bound it up, and it's absolutely gorgeous. I read it for a while, but then I got I just got distracted. Well, right, because if it's like only a few pages, or you yeah, know, it's once like a week, a couple scrolls. One, yeah, every, like, Sunday or whatever day it was. And yeah. And I would forget about it. And it'd be, like, three weeks. And all of a sudden, it was months. And I fell behind. Mm-hmm. So now I think I'm just going to wait until all the bound-up copies are released. But the next one is until July. Yeah. So I I'm think upset. I'm going to have to read that and then catch back up. So it's a bit of a ways. So I might just have to read it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to have to bring it up on Webtoon because I'm upset. I, just, I also hate having the app on my phone. I just hate it. I get notifications that it's been up- updated, and I'm like, yeah. And then I just never didn't do anything about it. It's fine. And then another book I read was The Dutch House by Anne Pachette. Pachette? I think it's Pachette. Pachette. Thank you. That's Or Pat. It's Pat. I don't know. It might be... It's Pachette. I yeah. like Pachette. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds very elegant. I Always also read great. that book for our book club. book club at our local library. Which meets tomorrow. Tomorrow. I cannot go. I know. I'm super sad that you can't go. Yeah. But the audio, fun fact, the audiobook was read by Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Which I think we pointed out last week. Yes, which makes it uh, way better to read. I mean, I liked it. Right. But... I, w- I don't think I would have liked it as much if it wasn't read by Tom Hanks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really added I to do it. wish he would have 
differentiated the voices a little bit more, but mm-hmm. that's just me being nitpicky. Right. And he's not a, yeah. Yeah, he's not like, he's not a voice actor like other people who read or narrate for books. a living. For a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, it follows this, like, uh, it's like a family saga. These Told by the son. The, the son of this family. They move and they live in this really nice house called the Dutch House. Um, they're a very well off family. In the 1960s? 50s and 60s? 60s yeah, something like that. The dad, like, sells, owns real estate. He's like a landlord. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, the mom of the family ends up deserting the family. And so they're raised pretty much by the staff in this house until the dad gets remarried. To an, a mean old woman. Yeah, to well, a mean, old. A mean little woman with two daughters. And it kind of follows them. The repercussions she of that. She smiled them. Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, like, she... Yeah. Yeah, the, the dad... Stepmother. The dad ends up dying. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the stepmom yeah. kicks them out. Kicks Well, the, the sister's older. Kicks the young son out. And he has to live with his sister. And then they have to build themselves yeah. back up. Yeah, he was like 14 or 16 or something along those lines. Yeah, he was a teenager and she kicked him out of the house. And he wasn't like a jerk. No, I mean, he was a a teenage boy. Yeah. I I don't understand. And yeah, yeah, it was an interesting story. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I highly recommend the audiobook. I don't know, like I said, it wouldn't have been. Yeah, I I don't think I would have sat down and read it Mm -hmm. physically, but listening to the audiobook was good. Even at two times speed, he was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am also currently reading uh, Gilded by Marissa Meyer. Yay! How's that going? Super great. I really love Rebecca Soler, who's her narrator. I'm not primarily. I know she probably narrates other people, but as far as I know, Rebecca Soler has done all of Marissa Meyer's uh, books. Mm-hmm. And Gilded is a... Uh, Rumpelstiltskin retelling. Okay, because I don't even know what it's about. It is about a young girl. You know, I'm horrible with names sometimes. Um, and it doesn't even tell you in the first like part of the. Oh, you know, it doesn't matter. Sir, Sir, Cyrilda. Oh, Cyrilda. Interesting. It's it's not as common, so it's I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's um, odd. But yeah. It's a Rumpelstiltskin retelling. I can sum it up more next week when I'm cool. done with it. Yeah. This is listening like 13 hours and 30 minutes. Okay. Thanks, Marissa. Well, <laughs> Rebecca. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. I actually told someone today they didn't know that her daughter knew. Uh, it's like sixth grader knew and the mother didn't that you could speed up audiobooks. Um. And she didn't know. And I was like... <gasps> Have you been know? listening to audiobooks at one, like, normal speed? <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. No. That's painful for me. Yeah. But if it works for, for some people, it works for them. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, I just can't imagine it because I, I've listened to them at, at like, 1.75 at least. Mm-hmm. And then i just like, what's it sound like at one? And it's like, they're talking like this. And I can't stand it. So I can't. Yes. So then I get distracted easier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How have you been reading? Um, Other than the Dutch House. Besides the Dutch House, I finished one other audiobook. It's two (laughs) audiobooks for me. 
Um, it was Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. I absolutely love this book. I thought, like, I kind of have an idea of what my top 10 kind of look like just based on, you know, your ratings, your top 10 books of the year. Yeah. You know, which ones have been five stars, which ones really impact you. But then, like, it's like the, the middle of November, the mm-hmm. end of November, and I'm like, there won't be any more. You know, I'll just kind of cruise the rest of the year, whatever, whatever. Finish up my yeah, challenge. Yeah, maybe I'll reread some books and whatever. <sighs> this Seven Days in June was so beautiful. Like, it's it has to be in this list, at least an honorable, honorable mention or something. Wow. It's gorgeous. Um, it's Who's it by? Tia Williams. Oh, sorry. You already said that. It's okay. <laughs> um, the, these two black authors, they really show like what it's like to be black. Like not that I know what it's like to be black, but like it, it gives you a better, it gives a really good representation. I think of mm-hmm. like black culture and being a black writer and how they kind of all like look out for each other because there aren't as many black writers as there should be, you know, like right. black, you know. And so it's this really beautiful love story between these people who they met when they were seniors in high school and they knew each other for seven days, but it was like a really intense seven days. They were both like the guy Shane was in the foster care system. He had a really hard life. He uh, had his vices. He was into drugs and alcohol Mm. and the girl, uh, she changed her name to Eva later on in life. I don't remember. I don't remember what her real name was. It was something kind of French. She was from Louisiana, so it was like mm-hmm. she has chronic, terrible migraines that are almost debilitating. Oh, wow. And when she was in high school, she didn't really have a ways to like medication to help her deal with it. So she would cut herself. Mm-hmm. And so these two kids are are so like beat up by life and they come together and they really like connect. And there was an incident that happens where she ends up being put in the hospital and he's arrested and they never see each other again for like 15 years. Oh, wow. And they reconnect as adults and it's, Oh my God, it's so beautiful. I can't talk enough about it. It's, I I, I got off work early today and I was like, I have to finish this book. So I just sat on my floor and floor. <laughs> my floor and played with bubble wrap and listened to this like the last hour of this book because I got bubble wrap from the packages I got today and I just you finish it and it's just like it just like lays on you you know and you just feel it mm-hmm. it's just like oh it's so like a good. little weighted blanket yeah it was just so like the chemistry these two have mm-hmm. it's these two characters have is so like potent Mm-hmm. and beautiful and I just I love everything about it all right I'll add it to my list <laughs> the audiobook is really good mm-hmm. there's the main character Eva has a daughter named Amber she's 12 and she is like a budding she wants to be a celebrity like therapist and so she like a therapist to celebrities? Yeah. Or well, she I don't know if she wants wa- to be a famous... I think she wants to be a famous therapist. That's cute. And so she's really good at reading people. And so she automatically like knows how to put people in their place and help help the adults in her life work through their problems. It's very cute. 
I, oh, I love it so much. I want to reread it automatically right away. All right, I have it on hold on Bridges. <sighs> it's so good. I'm just happy to have finished it. It's got a 4.09 rating on Goodreads. So That's high. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And it's a little spicy. Good, good. Not good. a whole lot, but a little bit. Enough to make me happy. I'd like to hear things like that. Yeah. So very good. Highly recommend it. Fantastic. Yeah. I love how more audiobooks you're reading. I know. I'm really shocked. I, it's been this last, I swear to God, since we've started doing this podcast. Yeah. I don't, I haven't read a physical book in a bit. Which is funny, because how many did you get in the mail in the last <laughs> seven days? At and least seven. Eight days? <laughs> eight. Probably eight. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> I got one last week, and I didn't show it to you. You did not. I forgot. I got Heartstopper Volume 1, the special edition. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You just showed me a picture of the cover, and I was like, I need to see it. And I forgot. And then we, we both, FaceTimed. Yeah, and then we're like, boop. We FaceTimed when we played Animal Crossing together, because yeah. we were so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. The new update <laughs> came out, and it's... A good time, but yeah. I'm redoing my whole island and I'm a little overwhelmed. It's fine. Uh, understandably so. That's a lot of work. I, I'm i finally happy with the way my island is set up. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry. But that's okay. Today, I got the special editions of House in the Cerulean Sea and Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune. And they are from Illumicrate. They are absolutely gorgeous. I'm so jealous. Mine are coming. <laughs> I'm Nick, sorry. they're coming. I told you already. Don't 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 at me. Don't act surprised when they arrive. <laughs> they're so beautiful and I just love them so much. They're just such beautiful stories. They are. I love them. Mm-hmm. I I could live inside the the covers of those books. They're so beautiful. They're so whimsical. Yes. In oh, anyway. <laughs> And, like, if for some reason I was like, I'm going to live inside the covers of the books. And then in my head, like, the Reading Rainbow theme song came on. And I was like, huh, haven't heard of that. Fun fact, I've never watched Reading Rainbow. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen the intro? No. Okay, when we're done recording today, <laughs> I want to bring it up for you. I'm going to bring it up for I you. I would see I was raised off of Nickelodeon. And I was raised on IPTV. Yeah, so I did not or, watch. Or uh, public television. Yeah. It's like IPTV. Iowa Public Television. <laughs> Specifically. For those who don't know. Yes. That means. Public television. Like today I was just singing Shiny Teeth and Me from the Fairly Odd Parents. Fairly Odd Parents. Mm. That song randomly just pops into my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my shiny teeth and me, shiny teeth, shiny teeth. Um, <laughs> we got cable or, you know, uh, satellite when I was like 12. Oh, okay. So all of my pulp could pop pulp. pulp pop culture knowledge starts when I was 12. Gotcha. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Are you ready to Girl, move on to our topic? I was born ready. <laughs> In honor of Thanksgiving, we thought it'd be fun to talk about the books that we are thankful for. Yes. So we have a couple lists. I kept mine to 10, I think. Because we, <laughs> we went to a movie last night together and we were talking afterwards and you were like so how many do we do and i was like how many do you have done i said i don't know like six and i was like 16 i said maybe seven or eight (laughs) teen like should we put a cap on it 
Right. Because And then I started my list this afternoon, Mm -hmm. to be honest, and I was like, I'm glad we didn't put a cap on it. I'm glad we didn't put, like, we have to get to this number, because I'm not... (laughs) Yeah, because it didn't limit to what you could... Right, it didn't limit us, and it also didn't make us come up with more. Right. Like, I just sat and I thought, I'm like, what books am I so thankful that I have read throughout my life? Yeah. What stands out? Yeah. Do you want to like? Do you want to start, and do you want to go through all yours? We want to go every other one. Let's like do a couple, and then a couple, and a couple, okay. and a couple. Okay. I have. We might have some similar ones, is my guess. We might. I have eleven. I only have nine. Oh my gosh! Look at you. I know. Also, it's raining outside right now, so if you can hear light raindrop on my window, then you're welcome for the ASMR. Yeah, it's. Go- I just love it so much. If you can't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you you listen really closely. You want me to start? Yes. Okay. So one I had was A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. Mm -hmm. It's probably like a little corny, but like I love that book with a passion. But I have a whole, I have a story behind it. It's A Court of Thorns and Roses? I thought your favorite was Akamath. Well, let me explain. Okay. (laughs) Let's hear the story. Five years ago, I discovered... This whole world on YouTube called BookTube. I, I'm making this hand motion. It's like, oh, da, da, da. Um, yeah, of videos that people made about books. And it was so weird because I have always been a reader, but like I never really had anyone to talk to about books because everyone thought I was strange because of but how they're much the strange how, ones. How much I read. They're like, oh, that's so weird. So all you do is read like, well, OK, screw you, but whatever. <laughs> so they always thought it was a bit weird. Um, I owned so many books then, hilarious, now looking back and it's like I owned like 30, like, oh, I own so many books and now I have like 300, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> 10 times as many. <laughs> but like I found this whole community of people that were just like me and they were raving about this book, A Court of Thorns and Roses, because it was this Beauty and the Beast retelling and it was like a little sexy. I'm like, oh, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite. Like, I don't re- usually read fantasy, so I'm just going to see what it's about. <laughs> so I ran to my local Target, and I was like, I want that one. And <laughs> I ran to my local Target while Which taking is an hour-long four, drive. Yeah, at least 45 minutes away. I ran. No, I didn't. Um, and so I'm, I'm thankful that I found this book because it really introduced me into, well, really, young adult. Because then it was categorized as young adult. Young adult fantasy, even though it's not the whole series. It's not young adult, but it's fine. Because I really had just read Harry Potter. Like, as for fantasy, that's what my... The only thing I'd read that would be considered fantastical. Yeah. And... Or, like, Twilight. So... (laughs) I just liked being able to find this book. And it opened me up to this whole new genre of fantasy. Because it was, like, a little bit of romance. Well, it was, like, a lot of romance. But, like, the idea that there could be romance in a fantasy book. I was like... (gasps) That's awesome. Sexy time. That's my, that's my vibe. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. And so it really opened up this whole new, like, woo, you know, whole new world? to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Fantastic. I got a, a Court of Mist and Fury, which is one of the best books ever written. You can fight me on it. It's fine. I will <laughs> go down with that ship. I love it with a passion. And so I'm just, I'm very thankful that I found that book because I, I don't know if I would have found that series without it. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Th- Throne of Glass I love. 
her new se- her new adult series I love. She's one of my favorite authors. And I really just found all these other books. And from it this started book. with that one. Yeah. Six of Crows, like all these other books I found through finding Akatar on YouTube. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. So I'm just, I just, that book holds like a little special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Even if Tamlin, Mr. Tim Tam, Tampon is in it and he sucks and it's, it's fine. fine. <clears throat> you okay, bud? Nope. <laughs> What's one of yours? Okay. Let's do two of yours. The first one, one, like coming up this list, the first one, I mean, I just don't think I'll ever be able to go an episode without saying it, is The House in the Cerulean Sea. Yeah. By T.J. Quinn. We've yeah. mentioned it already in this episode. Right. It is such a good book. I could read that book over and over and over again and love it every time. It's like if I was stuck on a deserted island and I wanted to bring that book. There's another book I'd also bring. But this one <laughs> is the one I'd really want to bring. Um, it's also on my list. Yes. Yeah. A little further? It's the next one. No, it's this one. Um, it's like just... I think that book came into the world at a perfect time. It because really Because the did. world was in such a dark place. It came out in 2020, like March of 2020. Summer, yeah. And that's when the pandemic started, when the world was coming, like it felt like the world was coming to an end. You couldn't go outside. Like You couldn't even get toilet couldn't paper, even, man. You couldn't even get toilet paper. <laughs> and like, it was so dark and sad. Yeah. And then, not to you brag. You read it first. Not to brag, but I, I, I heard about this book before it got popular. Oh my God. And... Um, <laughs> And you read it and you I, recommended I did, it to I me. I did read it and I was like, Sophia, you, you have listened to the to... audio. Yes. I don't know why, but Let's I did. Let's give credit. Let's give credit where credit is due. And I was like, Sophia, you have to read this book. You're going to love it. The audiobook is spectacular. It's like, I think this gets said about this book a lot, but it's like being wrapped in a warm hug. Yes. Because it's just so pure and happy and whimsical and it's an adult fantasy. Yes. Which, and it's read by Daniel Henning. What a, a gift Treasure. to this earth. Like, yes. my God. It's just, it's so wonderful. And you just can't read it and not feel happier. Mm-hmm. And so having that during that time period, it just couldn't have been, it couldn't have been better. I also put, um, <laughs> I put just TJ Klune in general. Yeah. Because I don't understand how he can create these beautiful worlds, worlds and these wonderful characters. And I think his um, book cover artist also gets a ton of credit as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. I just I just looked it up and I forgot what it was. Red, red, red nose something? Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but it was like this. We'll put it in the show credits. Yeah. Uh, the covers are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I also put... Um, I also want to make mention of Under the, Under the Whispering Door, which we've mentioned before. Yes. Um, it was recently released this year, and I read it, and I just cried my eyes out. And I honestly think it helped me deal with the death of my grandfather, mm-hmm. because I read it, like, just weeks after he had died. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it kind of, like, helped me release those tears, like, that I might have been holding back and, like, hiding it. You know, hiding. Yes. But then I just, like... Let it all out that one night, and I was just a crying yes. mess. I do not recommend reading the end of Under the Whispering Door while driving. 
It was really hard to see the road through my tears. It was, so, and you can understand why that ending hit me so hard. Yeah. Like that epilogue when you're like the ending, it ended, and then the epilogue happened, and I was like, I can't, I can't, move. I can't, I can't move. breathe. Like I can't breathe. I can't even open my eyes. Yeah. And you're driving. My God. Right. Like it's yeah. just, it's so I just, beautiful. I I got to my destination and I parked and I just kind of. Yeah, you have to pull yourself together. Yeah. Because it's just so. Heart so wrenching. Yes. Like it just makes you feel things, yes. and it's like, oh my T.J. god. Tj Bloom is a fucking treasure. Yes. Um, I do want to go back to House in the Cerulean Sea. I have yes. a quote. Okay. And this is my favorite quote from that book. <sighs> although there's so many good ones. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, "It's not fair the way some people can be, but as long as you remember to be just and kind, like how I know you are, what those people think won't matter in the long run. Hate is loud." But I think you'll learn it's because only a few people shouting, desperate to be heard. You might not even be able to change their minds. But so long as you remember you're not alone, you will overcome. That's beautiful. And that was Linus. To Lucy? No. no. To the... Where dog? Oh. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Because he, he got scared and he turned into yeah. a... Uh, Turns into a little Pomeranian, a little Pomeranian. and he's trying to console him because oh, there was a God. very mean Sorry. person. I'm fine. And I have to listen to this book again. It is so good. And my sister just read it. She goes, and it took her a, a hot minute to get through it. But she yeah. goes, it was so good. She doesn't read a lot of books. Yeah. But I was just like, it's just mm-hmm. so beautiful. I love it so much. Me too. I want to read because he wrote. Another series, mm-hmm. Wolf Song, I mm-hmm. believe it's called. I was gonna buy it today, maybe yesterday. I just hadn't gotten around to it. Because a part of me is like, what if it's not as good? <laughs> I know. Like, I'm afraid, but I want to. I want to read them. But... Now, if I remember correctly, Wolf Song. Um, I think Easy Cat on TikTok really liked it. Okay. Because the ratings I have from friends of mine on Goodreads have been mixed, and I'm like, oh. I'd look it I'm up afraid. and see if Easy Cat has read it. Because okay. I think he's got a good um, opinion on that. Mm-hmm. So, that was... Because I even wrote in here, House of Ruling C, wholesome, comma, quote. And then that was where I was supposed to read the quote. Awesome. Sorry, I kind of took over a little bit. Oh, but... you're fine. Don't worry about it. <sighs> it's just so beautiful. It is. Yeah. Next. What's another one of yours? Okay, my next one on the list, like this is just like organically as it's coming yeah, in my brain. Yeah, as you're sitting down thinking about um, it. Um, it is, it's a, I drew an umbrella and then I put queer books. <laughs> I love it. All of the queer books under the umbrella mm-hmm. of queerness. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that this, that's what the world needs right now. Um, it's, it's been needed. Um, and I've been taking in a lot of it and... It, it's so, like, you look back at even, like, ten years ago. I would not have been able to find a queer book on the shelf No, and I'm so happy that there are more. There obviously need to be more, mm-hmm. but I, I'm i just so happy of how far it is, like, the, liter- the literally, what? The literature world. Literary? That's what I'm looking for. Literary world has come. In a few years, but we have a long ways to go yes. in terms of representation. Yes. But I'm very happy of how many queer books there are out in the world right now. 
and it makes me heart happy. Mm. For a person of any gender, you know, non-binary, any, you know, any sex, you know, sexuality can find a book that they feel they can be represented in yes. is beautiful. And it's just, and there needs to be more. Yep. Yep. And I mean, it doesn't even need to be about them exploring the sexuality. No. It can just Absolutely be not. a person, the main character or whoever, who yep. is, is trans, is, you know, gay. And it's or... just a regular story. And that's just, it, is, it doesn't have to be a yeah. big deal because it's just a regular yeah. part of their life. A book I'm reading now, you obviously know which one. There's just like, the girl's like, oh, well, my mom. Well, the librarian has been flirting with my mom for a while now. And I'm like, oh, gilded. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot already. <laughs> I was like, I know. And it's just like, it was a very subtle, like, like even like the villagers are like, oh, just date her already. And it was just super cute. Yeah. How, it's just yeah, a normal cute. part. But I mean, like, it's just heartwarming that, that that's just, they're just like, yeah, she just needs a date her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. It's beautiful. Thank God. Finally. Finally. <sighs> so yes. Freaking A. <laughs> On the same kind of route. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thankful for a book. It's called Bet Me by Jennifer Cruzy. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of this book? No. I can't so, say you've ever mentioned it to me. I, 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 <laughs> that was the first note I wrote in my, in my notes. The first line. This is not a book I mention often, if at all. It's, it's an adult rom-com about a plus-size woman. I read It was written in 2004. Wow. A bit old. But I read it a long time ago. Um, she's, an, like, she's an actuary who obviously likes to deal with risks. She works for an insurance company. And it has to do with this bet this guy and his friends have. And she overhears it at a bar. And the bet was to take this girl out for a date or whatever. And because she's plus-size and... That part of the story kind of sucked. But, like, it... Because they're pigs. Yeah. Yeah, it gets better. Like, this guy isn't a pig. His friends suck. It was the whole thing. And... But it, it's this... She's just a regular person. She just happens to be bigger. And it, it just... I had not read very many books of someone who isn't straight-sized at that point in my life. And it blew my mind that someone who looked like me could be the main character in a book that had a love interest in it. And it wasn't about her. And it wasn't about weight. her, you know, having parents that hated her because of her size and tried to change her. Or it was her on this self-discovery trying to love herself. Like, no, this girl loved everything about herself. She had this, like, weird obsession with her, like, weird shoes. She was known for her weird shoe collection. But, like, it was just this really wonderful story about this girl and just like a rom-com about her. And I just had, at that time I had a lot of issues with just like, you know, about me in general, but you know, as a person, but <laughs> as we do. Yeah. Um, but just being able to see myself in her blew my world open. Like I just could not believe that I could be a main, like be a main character. Right. You know? Like, be your main character, yeah. Morgan. Yeah. Then I was like, I hate everything about myself. <laughs> like, right. how? How? Right. Yeah. And it was like, uh, this book helped notch that self-worth up a little bit to yes. find representation. And, like, it, 
to be able to have that is just so important for obviously anybody. Right. But I think bigger people get shit on a lot. Mm-hmm. And just being able to have that is just like, that's wonderful. And now I'm seeing yes. that happen more and more. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of searching it out. Like the Brown sisters. Yeah. They, I mean, I think they're all plus size women. Mm-hmm. It just makes me so happy. I just, ugh, I love it so much. That I mean, that book is, is old. Yes. <laughs> I still have it. Do you? I might reread it, but I probably don't want to because it might be a little... Outdated. Like, it just probably didn't age well. Right. But I just, it just made me so happy. It's one of the first representations that I found of a, of, of a plus size woman. You know? I love it. Book. Yeah. My turn? Yep. All right. Don't laugh. I'm not going to laugh. Toilet. That's also on my list. So I'm not gonna laugh. I love it. Like I mean, obviously we had an entire episode. Yeah. About of Twilight. how much we love it. Ironically. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because, um, my Nick, Nick and I kind of bonded over it when we first started dating. Like he actually didn't like it, watch it, or read it, but he fibbed and told me he did. <gasps> Nicholas. Nicholas. But. Um, now I appreciate his honesty. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just, it was so part of it. And like, he, he, his faking loving it made, like made me love him because I knew that he didn't actually love it. You know what I mean? Like he he said he liked it. Because you liked it. Yes. Yeah. That's so cute. I know. Oh my goodness. Nick. Nick. But, like, it also helped me become the reader I am. And at the time, I was just like, I need to find my Edward. <laughs> and he's like, you'll never guess my middle name. <gasps> no. That's so cute. <sighs> yeah. So. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, it's not. I mean, like, I'm thankful for it. Like. Yeah. So. That's wonderful. I'm thankful for Twilight. And now that we look back at it, we realize how toxic of a relationship yeah. all of it was. Right. Like, you understand what's what's wrong with it, but, like, I still love it. Right. Because it's Twilight. Right. <laughs> I completely understand. Your turn. <laughs> so, with Twilight, it was kind of the first chance I got to fangirl with my friends over something we all had in common. Yes, because it was, what, freshman year of college? Yeah, so I really got, I think I read it before my freshman, before freshman year, and I was like, it's, you know, I read books no one else liked, so no one else cared, and then I got to college, and I remember I I found, like, this sticker on Facebook or something, you know, they had, like, the bumper stickers, if you remember, and it was like it had yeah. like a hello, were like little hello. buttons with the yeah. Hello, my name stickers. is Bella Swan, and I like put that on my Facebook page. And my friend was like, "Oh my god, you've read Twilight!" And she was my neighbor, and so I was like, "Oh my god, Sarah, like you've read Twilight too!" And so that's Sarah, when, that's when the whole and then our whole like friend group got involved. Everyone read it, and we I went as Bella Swan for Halloween the next year. Then the movie came out. <laughs> And we all made t-shirts. We've talked about this. This was in the this Twilight. Is, yeah. This go was back. the Twilight episode. Pause I this mean, episode. Go back. Listen to that the episode. That episode is, a, is a journey. It's like an almost two hours long. It is a journey. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it is fun. <laughs> we uh, had a great time. So I'm like, I feel like I've talked about this already. I have. It's yes. In that episode. But so we all got matching t-shirts and it said, I survived the way to twilight on the front. And we got midnight premiere tickets. We took up like a whole row in the movie theater. It was just fun. I loved being able to bond with my friends over it even the so friends thankful. who didn't read it still got involved and it probably just kind of impacted your college experience as well. yeah because it really, i think it really bonded our friend group together and we kind of stayed together throughout the whole four years even as we kind of broke apart into different like subgroups and we kind of moved in different different buildings because we were all on the same floor that freshman that year. freshman year we were, it was our whole floor and so as we all broke apart, but we all still kind of had that one, like, couple things in common. And, like, that's so cute. Oh, my god! And, gosh. like, I still talk to some of them. And, like, yeah. we're Facebook friends, so we'll, like, Facebook each other. Mm-hmm. I just, that's cute. Yeah. Like, thanks, Twilight. It brought us younger millennials. I, th- I like to call us younger millennials. I feel like an old millennial. I feel like we're the younger side. <laughs> I'm in my 30s, so... Um, I'm still in my 20s. Yeah, so I feel like I'm an older millennial. All right, it brought a lot of us millennials together. Yes. Even if the story itself is kind of dumb. And, you know... Toxic. It's, you know... Yeah. We've we've established that. (laughs) But for my nostalgia, it's just... It makes me happy. Agreed. Yeah. You're thankful for it. I I am as well. Yeah. Next... So the next one on my list is Hyperbole and a Half by Allie Brosh. Okay. Have you, I think we might have like talked you, about it. Yeah. Refresh so, my memory. Um, I originally found Allie on her website. She uploaded these comics about her dogs and like depression and they just cracked me up. The Her art style is hilarious. Uh, she, her website was Hyperbole and a Half. My, I think a friend of mine on Facebook shared it once and I was like, what the heck is that? So I had to find, um, I had to find it. And eventually she published those comics into a book. And it was one of the first times I ever really saw what the things that I dealt with in like, with anxiety and depression in a way that was also funny. Like you could laugh at it, but you're also like, whoa, okay, that's very me. And it's very oh, real. Oh, I know her. Yeah. It, it, you see her art style, you know, you pretty much know yeah, what it is. Yeah. She just came out with another one. She did. I, I read it. Some of it was weird, but it was good. <laughs> but she took a very long break between books because she was going through a lot. Like she, yeah. it was several, several years and she had like a mental breakdown. It, As I get it. Oh, yeah. I get it. I was just very thankful to find that, that series that, you know, her comics in general I just think they're done really well and really show what it's like to have depression and And to be anxious and like socially anxious. And it's also kind of funny about her dogs (laughs) because she had two dogs and yeah, I think she went through a divorce between the time. It was a whole thing. She went through a lot between books, but I just, I think it had a really good representation of what you go through. And it's real. Yeah, you know, it's actually things that she goes through. Yes. And she's finding a way to channel it and explain it through her comics. That's perfect. Yeah. I love it. I I, I go back and I reread it, some of them sometimes because they're just, they're just so funny. But then they're like, that's a little bit too real. I Relatable. Yeah. Relatable. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I really like it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, slightly lighter note. Yeah, a lot of mine are a little deep. Mine is going back to childhood because I'm just kind of zooming Perfect. through my head. Yep. Um, I am thankful for uh, Shel Silverstein. Oh yeah. Specifically, falling up and where the sidewalk ends. Uh-huh. Those were and what was it? Uh, light in the attic or something. Yeah, I can picture the 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 head. Yeah. On the cover. With a little window and the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just really goofy mm-hmm. poetry that with great illustrations. I don't know if it was Shell who did the illustrations in it I or not. Remember. But it really helped with imagination and I'm just I'm thankful for them. Mm-hmm. Childhood poetry, who knew? I know. I, I remember reading those too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just like they're really good. Mm-hmm. For, you know, as a child, you're like, wow. Wow. My poet. <laughs> I didn't even know it. No, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, it, they're beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always have the the one memorized. Have I have I said it to you before? I don't think so. Are you ready? I'm ready. We gave you a chance to water the plants. We didn't mean it that way. Now zip up your pants. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> don't pee on plants, kids. <laughs> And, like, the picture, the illustration, is just this kid just, like, looking over his shoulder, like, mm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to pee on him. He told me to water him. I know what you meant. I didn't have any water. So, oh, God. It was cute. It was whimsical. Cute. It was cute. It was very yeah. cute. Just, like, random things. Not random, but, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Books I'm thankful for. Absolutely. Yes. You're thankful that exist. I do. Mm-hmm. I am. My next one is The Phantom Tollbooth. By Norton Jester. Yes. I honestly don't know how this book found me. I was a teen. And it. I was a kid who... I, you know, I, who didn't talk to people very much. Who I had like a couple friends. And then I just read books. And... Like I was always that kid at a, like a family function. I always sat in the corner like away from all my family. And I played my... My Sega. Oh. No, I had a Sega Game Gear. Did you ever remember what no, a Sega Game Gear was? No, I don't. I, you know, I turned on and it went, Sega. It was great. Uh, <laughs> well, was, Morgan's here. <laughs> you just hear that loud. And, or I was reading a book. Like, I was usually playing that game. I was playing Sonic the Hedgehog or, like, there was a Looney Tunes game. Cute. That was it. Or I was reading a book. So, it's funny because, like, I go to family functions now and they're like, oh, who are you? Oh, I was oh, I'm the youngest one who never talked to, to anybody. Do you want me to bring out my Sega Genesis? <laughs> yeah, if I turn this on, will that, like, trigger a memory? And you're like, oh, yeah, you were there in the corner. Like, yeah, that's I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Phantom Toll Booth is a story kind of for people who love words. And it's just, it's kind of, uh, did that help? I don't know. She's going to block. It's a, it's a very loud it rain. It is very loud. It's so. raining really hard. Um, but I read this book and that kind of made me realize how much I loved words. And I loved... Because I was like a smart kid. Mm-hmm. Not to brag, but I was a smart kid. Uh, <laughs> and I know that kind of sounds a little pretentious, but like... It's, it's a little... It, it was smart and a little weird. And I think that described me where I was smart and a little weird. And so reading this book, I was like, oh man, I love words. 
maybe I should write stuff. Like maybe I should start writing. And it, I remember it kind of led me to write this soap opera with that starred all my friends and all their crushes and me and my crush. Mm-hmm. And I, I called it a soap opera. And I remember finding on our old Apple computer, if you can imagine what this Aww. looked like. I mean, it was like, like, was it one of those colored ones? It was, no, it was yellow. Like, it was yellow and boxy. And it looked old, but it wasn't old. And it had a printer that you had to roll. And, oh. like, the sides had perforation. It was a whole thing. Oh, Yeah, no. it was old. It was one, yeah. And I sat down at the computer. Because, of course, you had a family computer. You had one computer. As everyone in the 90s yeah. and early 2000s and did. And so I remember sitting there and trying to find the perfect graphics of a, of a bar of soap and an opera singer to put on the a front of my opera. story. Yeah. About a soap opera. About Did you all my bring friends. up like the, the uh, word uh, image search? And then I used um, the uh, word, word, art, art. word art to make the title that just said soap opera. And like I don't think... I'm, I'm sure I would have gotten there eventually, but I feel like this book kind of reminded me of how much I loved birds. Yeah. Because it's just so pretentious and wordy, and I just loved it's it so, so much. so British. It's so British. And we it's love so, British. It's so weird. <laughs> but I just, I just loved it, and I'm like, I'm thankful for this book. I'll find that book when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't write as much anymore, because I've sort of lost the drive. Yeah. Like... I think work kind of sucks it out because hey, I write like, a lot for work. Yeah. So, I was going to say, hey, we still have a few more days left in, uh, what's it called? NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo. I tried it once. I did it for like 10 days and I was like, well, that's good. That's, I'm, <laughs> I have satisfied that yeah, need. Yeah, I'm good forever. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I have like four different books started on my computer and then they're like half done. It's fine. Woo! We can start a, we can start a book writing team. Like, um... Those friends that write books together. Oh, Christina Lauren. <laughs> yes. I was like, I don't know I what like, you're playing with that. I don't, I don't know what you mean. The ones that we know of that <laughs> right. you've read a book for. The right. book club is reading a book for next month. I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna reread it. I'm pumped. That's so good. <laughs> but I uh, yeah, I'm thankful for that book. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love how we both brought up like ones from childhood. Yeah. Here's another one from childhood. Awesome. Um, it was published in two thousand four. Okay. So I would have been 12. Yeah. Um, it is The Frog Princess by E.D. Baker. I've never heard of this book. Yes. So it is the first fantasy series that I fell in love with. It Cute. is these little books. And it is a story of a princess whose grandma's a witch. And she gave her, I think she gave her like a, a magic bracelet that was supposed to repel any spells that are put on her. Mm-hmm. So she goes and she, somehow she's over by the pond and a frog comes up to her and she's like, gonna kiss this frog. Some princess. Yeah. Um, As you do. I think either that he might've asked her to kiss him. Mm-hmm. He might've asked her. I can't remember exactly. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been a while since you've read it, yeah. I assume. Yeah. So he asked her to kiss him so that he could be turned back into a prince. And she was like, not today, but I guess. I guess. So she kisses him. It turns her into a frog. Oh. Ah. Uh, very similar. I was like, is this the, the princess, the and, the princess frog? and the frog? 
Very similar. Uh, um, I remember looking it up way back when The Princess and the Frog came out in mm-hmm. like the late 2010s. Um, and it said on there that it was like loosely based on it because like oh, cute. she, my character was actually a princess. And it's like mm-hmm. this whole realm that isn't here or, gotcha. you know, right. Louisiana. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I mean, I, I remember just falling in love with it and like their love and their journey of being, um, frogs that she needs to get back to her grandma's like things so that mm-hmm. she cannot be a frog. I could need my little bracelet back. Well, she was wearing her bracelet, oh. but then something about how it reversed the spell that would have reversed his spell and it bounced it back onto her. Gotcha. So, this is a really cute. cute book series. I remember being so excited when the next book ser- book in the series came out. Yeah. I just remember loving it. That's adorable. So, I'm thankful for that. That kind of, you know, books that kind of just spur you in the tush to yeah. keep on reading. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, this is why I do this. Yeah. My next one mm-hmm. is Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. I love Fangirl. So, Kath, the main character, I just feel like was me in college. Mm-hmm. Like, I, freshman year, being af- afraid and being socially anxious and, you know, I just, I can't talk to people and, but you're still trying to make your own way in life. Well, minus the fan fiction, because I didn't write fan fiction. Um, I definitely wish I, I definitely wish I would have. Right. <laughs> um, but I just feel like I found that book at the time. Because I think I read it in, like, 2016. It was, like, my prime year of reading. I found all these amazing stories. That's when I found Akatar and Six of Crows and stuff. And I just... It, it was refreshing to read about... The fact that I wasn't the only one going through that. I mean, I know she's a fictional character, but it just made me feel like, oh, maybe I wasn't so weird to be feeling that way in college. I'm also thankful for Fangirl because Simon Snow came from it. And then I and found then Simon that, Snow. that really helped, I think, us bond oh, together. I'm sorry, you. It's okay. You have, you have. They're my nails. Yeah, those on your, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that really, like, I remember you telling me to read that book and I was like, well, I always kind of skip those parts of a fangirl. fangirl. And I was well, like, cause well, you told me yeah. about fangirl. Yeah. And then I think I read fangirl. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I have to read, you have to read carry, carry on. on. And like, you're like, why? <laughs> I was like, but you have to read carry on. I'm like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> But you have to. And then, I, and then I read the audiobook, and I was blown away that the person was British. I know. I was like, why didn't you tell me earlier that they were British? I like, I didn't know that that was a distorting factor. It was. Hello, I love British people. Uh, <laughs> just love the accent. And I, it, I think, you know, that book obviously brought us to Omaha to meet Rainbow. And, like, that was a fun experience for us to have as friends. Yes. And it was just so cute. And I loved it. And... Like, thanks, fangirl, because if I hadn't read it, I mean, I don't know. It'd help us bond. Yeah. I thought we went to Omaha back in the day. Because we're freaking insane. And Omaha is like a five hour drive from us. Yeah. So. And that she was, was like, a, that was a bit. We were like, oh, we're driving home today. She said, oh, how far is it? We're like, oh, about five hours or more. And she's like, what? What? <laughs> well, I hope you're back okay. You get back okay. We're like, well, oh, we'll be fine. It's fine. 
sorry. I'm fine. Everything's yeah. fine. So I was very thankful for that book because I'm like, oh, that's like a, a book cemented in our friendship. It really is. Yeah. So that was I cute. think that really, you know, yeah, that's really what kind of spearheaded it and made it flourish. Yeah. Thank you, you fangirl. You. Because well, I think what it was, sorry, is we read Eleanor Park in book club. book club. Yeah. And then you're like, well, if you like this, you have to read Fangirl. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of, you know. Yeah. Because me bullying you into starting book club is what started us together. I, I and then almost that, you put. Know, fangirl kind of. Yeah, I almost put Lily and the Octopus on this book because I'm like, that's the first book of my book club experience. I'm very thankful for it. I'm like. No, that book makes me sad. <laughs> but just know the thought was there. Yeah. 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 By Stephen Rowe. Like, just, I was like, that's cute. Fangirl, thanks. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sentimental, I guess. Me too. Aww. My next one on my list is, it's piggybacking kind of on childhood stories. With... That's what the book was called. <laughs> Like, what the heck kind of book is that? <laughs> Sorry. No. It's uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Olympians series by Rick Riordan. Yeah. I think uh, these days they call him Papa Rick. <laughs> they do? <laughs> they do. Oh. I've seen it. Who? Um, they? Just fans? The, like, the royal we? Like, they is in like... That's like his... The OG fans. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't call him that because it's weird. Yeah. I think um, it's weird. Because he's got, like, Rick Ward Presents and, like... Right. I'm like, oh, hey, Papa Rick. Oh. oh. Anyway. No. Anyway. That's just what I've seen. No. I don't call him that. I know you That'd don't. I hope you don't. Anyway. <laughs> um, That really got me into the Greek mythology. Mm. And I have loved it, obviously, ever since. And the gods and, you know... Yeah. Beyond that. And... I was very much a uh, Poseidon fan, as it is Percy's father. Oh, and... yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. So, uh, even though I'm terrified of the ocean. Uh, Same. Yeah. Weird. But Poseidon could get it. Yeah. I'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. I'd be fine if I was with him. <laughs> um, I'll be the queen of the ocean or whatever. It's fine. Whatever, yeah. Like, yeah. Goddess. Yeah, yeah it's a goddess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that is on my list. I am grateful for, you know, that's just, like I said, one of those things that just kind of spurred me, kept on spurring me back into reading. I'm a very big series reader, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Except for sometimes I'm like, oh my god, you can't, no, no more. Yeah, like freaking, no, um, Stephanie Stephanie Plum. I just saw a trailer for the book, the new book, and I was like, what is that, book 35 or what? (laughs) It was 28. Close. Mm -hmm. It's too many. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Ugh. Sorry. Yep. Next. Too long. I have um, The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's being turned into a movie. And the movie looks wonderful. Yeah? But that's not what I think for. <laughs> it was one of the first books I think I even uh, like posted about on my Instagram, on my bookstagram. Which is currently defunct, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> you can get back into it. I'm, it's, it's asleep right now. But it was the first book I really got into because of the hype. And I heard so many good things about it. I'm like, okay, I'll get into it. Yeah. And I, it really got kind of got me back into 
Reading romance? I can't say I've ever really heard much about it. Can you... Okay, so it's like an office romance. It's like an enemies to lovers. Um, these two people work in like a publishing company that has two different like offshoots in it and they're gonna of the same company mm-hmm. so they each have their own boss of like that publishing company or whatever mm-hmm. and like a sub company yeah and so they're like their assistants or something like that and they the company's coming together and so it's gonna be one job and so they have to fight for that job and they hate each other but and then lovers. then they realize that maybe they don't hate each other that much and I think that really kind of got me in back into enemies to lovers. Made me realize that that's one of my favorite tropes to read about. Yes. If there is an enemies to lovers in it at all, I'm like, okay, maybe it's for me. I'll read it. The more angst, the better. It like fuels me. Yeah. Same. So it was, and then it was a little sexy and really like sweet because the main guy character it just like makes your heart melt after a while it's like <gasps> and it just, i was obsessed and i just like it kind of got me back into reading romance and then I, it's been romance ever since it's been crazy it's been crazy like I, I, this romance bookshelf started off with like a cube and now there's like right. seven cubes eight right. cubes of romance and there's more over here and there's more over there, and it's everywhere. And then there's, like, all of that. No. I'm of surrounded like... by books. Right. <laughs> yeah, I could probably count to 100 from here. I there's mean, because I can take part of your bookshelf over there. A very tiny amount. If I lean yeah. back. But m- most of my... Ro- like I can touch one. <laughs> That's my comfort book on my couch. I always have a comfort book. Yeah. Next book on my book, my list... <laughs> that I am thankful for is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Ooh, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. Did you get a chance? Did nope. you read that? You didn't get a chance to yet. That's nope. okay. Um, I, of course, listened to the audio. It's actually read by Glennon. Glennon, uh, so this is a nonfiction, and Glennon was actually um, married with, oh my God, don't quote me on this, I think two to three kids. Yeah. And, 2.5. you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In you know, a relationship with a man and she found that she wasn't happy. She ended up seeing a, um, you know, she, she knew she was unhappy in her marriage and she, you know, was doing all of this, um, Motiva- motivational speaking like she was a motivational speaker oh she wrote another book about you know herself and her marriage and like how great everything is and how they met and blah 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 and in this book she's like yeah i wasn't really telling the whole truth i wasn't living my full truth she tells a story at the beginning how there was a she went to the zoo with uh her wife spoiler alert her now wife and um spoiler alert. <laughs> with uh their kids which is you know her children from the her previous marriage and they they see this like cheetah demonstration or something and how the cheetah has like its companion little golden retriever which is adorable and That's so cute they have this cheetah um they tie like a a bunny to a truck or a something to a truck or whatever it is and the truck takes off and then the cheetah takes off after it and it chases it down and catches it or whatever it is and it's just like 
it's this cheetah's always been taught this is how you're supposed to do this but but that's what we're told and that doesn't mean that that's how we have to live right and so it's just you know we're told as women that we have to fit inside this box and this is what you'll do because you know in general as a society society as well and it's like I don't have to live like that. I don't have to do it. Even though we are trained and conditioned to do that. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this story goes on that her daughter turns to her and she says, well, do you think this, this cheetah's even happy? Like, well, of course she's happy. She's got this this gold retriever with her. Mm-hmm. They've she's trained, trained her. She's trained to believe that this is what she yeah. should be doing. Yeah. But... They know that they ha- they have to have her chase this this tra- bunny on a track or whatever it is, you know, because they know that this cheetah has this inside that says that it needs to be released. It needs to run. It needs, you know, mm-hmm. the jungle. It needs things. And it's, we don't have to be what society tells us that we are, you know. And it's it's just a very powerful book, and I recommend it to um, anyone <laughs> with a pulse, <laughs> and especially anyone who, any woman. Mm-hmm. It's just, it makes you, as you're reading it, just understand yourself um, even more, that, at least for me. Right. And uh, it's one of those books where I just want to um, give a copy to every woman I know. <laughs> right. Um, and so... Yeah, so she she tells the story about how she um, met her wife, who was actually like a professional soccer player. Oh, cool! Yeah, and she was going on this same like giving speech tour, and she walked into the room. She was sitting at a dinner table, and she walked into the room, and she stood up, and she's like, "Oh, you're the one." Oh, yeah, cool. It's just a very beautiful story, wow. and um, it's not just about her and her wife, but. Mm-hmm. Um, they both knew that they were destined for each other. That's cute. And it's um, not it's not a story about destiny, but it's just very, it's very beautiful. And awesome. Um, her and her husband are in a good place now. Mm-hmm. Um, Glennon actually had like a lot of substance abuse issues before uh, she had her children. I think even she found out she was pregnant, and she was like, "Fuck, oh I need no." To get my life together. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Very recommend it. Very much recommend it. Maybe I should add it to my list. I recommend it. And obviously the audiobook is read by her. Um, I already said that. Mm-hmm. But um, it adds to it. She, the great thing is, is when a nonfiction writer write, reads the book that they read or just in general read the books that they wrote, I should say, mm-hmm. they read it how they wanted it to be read. Right. You know, you really get an idea of how she was feeling in that moment. Right. So. I'm currently downloading it because it's available. Good. Good. So. I recommend it. Awesome. What do you got next? Um, something far less meaningful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, oh my god, no. Um, I put red, right, and I can't say this fucking title. Red, white, and royal blue by it's Casey McQuist. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Like red, right, red, 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 right, red, royal, blur. We're not red, right, red, blur. <laughs> so I'm thankful for this book because 
it tells the story of a future that I wish we could have. Yes. Where a woman was president and things just felt more hopeful than the time that we read this. Mm -hmm. Because we read this in a time in America where things were shitty. Yeah. Like we, I felt like we had no future and no hope and things were just like beating us down. And I read this and I was like, man, I wish this could be what we live like now. Maybe, maybe someday. And like, maybe someday. Like the love, like the, the, you know, and not even the fact that there's a woman president. Like, right. Yeah. Just in general, like the, just between you and me, I mean, the scene when they look out the window of Kensington Palace Mm -hmm. and you just go, oh my God. Oh my God. You know, like. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Like I just, the story is beautiful and the fact that these, they can be free to be themselves finally. Yes. And like love who you want to love. And it just, I just wish that was more. And it's normalizing mental illness. Yes. Henry is fucking depressed. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone through some shit. Yeah. Just because you're famous, just because your family has money. Yep. Does not mean that your life is perfect. And famous for, like, no reason. Yeah. Just being... Born? Born. And I just... It's beautiful. Yeah. The romance in it is perfect. Like, them... These two people finding more more about themselves after finding each other. And they were friends. Like, it just wasn't, like, just, like, saw each other bang. Like, it was just, like... They grew together... And they find like find out more about each other, like the sexual and Alex tension. finds out about himself. Yeah, the he didn't know, like he didn't know, like, and it proves that as you as you grow mm. and mature as an adult, you you find out more about yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be no in general in general the nope. person you were in high school. Nope, or the person you were in college. Nope. Or the person you were at 25. Nope. Who knows? Like, you, we're constantly evolving as human beings. I'm still learning more about myself now at the age of 33 <laughs> than I was, like, I ever knew anything about myself as in, like, college, in high school. Right. And I thought I learned, I thought I knew everything. Yeah, I thought, like, there, I, I thought I knew everything about my, like, I would ever know about myself. And yeah. it's like, I had, I knew nothing. Yeah. Well, and it brings it brings me back to Untamed by Glenn Doyle. Like, she was how old? Yeah. She was like, holy shit, that's my person. That's yeah. my person right that's there. someone that I didn't think I should be with. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that's who I would be with in, in life. And like, oh, no, I don't know anything about, about myself at all. Right. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful self, self-discovery. Yeah. Those are, I think Untamed and Red, White, and Royal Blue are great examples of self-discovery. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you, Casey McQuiston. Right? And that's her, the the freaking debut. Like, what the heck? Where have you been the whole time? Yeah. One Less Stop was absolutely phenomenal as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Just perfection. My next ones, I have, they're kind of another set of piggybacks. They're both eight and nine on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, The End of Series by J.D. Robb. Mm-hmm. And the Stephanie Plum se- series by Janet Ivanovich. I know we've already mentioned the Stephanie Plum series. Because it's too long. It's Sorry. too long. But yep. both of those book series I started reading when I was in like baby me in high school. 
Mm-hmm. Like, baby me. Yeah. I started reading them, and then, like, I stopped because life got in the way. Mm-hmm. And then I started, you know, working full time again, and I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to audiobooks while I read in the car, or while I drive in the car. What should I listen to? Stephanie Plum. Stephanie Plum and uh, Eve Dallas for the intestines. Mm-hmm. 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 So, they really, I mean, like, they get credit. Yeah. I don't read them anymore. I think right. they still have new uh, volumes, new new additions to the series. I've just outgrown it. Yeah. Your, That's okay. Your taste has grown beyond what it was then. Yes. Yeah. So, those were on my list. Awesome. I did read, I read Stephanie Plum for a bit. And then I was like 15 I'm books done. in and I'm like, I can't handle this anymore. Yeah. I've read the last one. I've read them all, except for the one that came out a couple weeks ago. Good for you. I have, um, like, one and then one that I... Dumplin' by Julie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Julie Murphy is someone I look up to as just a regular person in general. And Dumplin', I read and I was like, God, I wish books like this would have existed when I was at the target age of this book. Yes. And this is also a book that has been turned into a movie. Yes. And, movie- and Dumplin' wasn't the original tra- the original title, right? I think it was. Mm, they changed it. Keep really? on going. Keep on going. Okay. I'm looking it up. Um, like, I, I, like, I already mentioned this before, but I grew up hating pretty much everything about myself, mm-hmm. and it all stemmed back to my size and just not feeling comfortable with who I was, and I hated the way people looked at me, I hated the way people treated me, and reading Dumplin' really just hit home for me, and... Again, I could be a main character in a book and find a person who accepted me for who I was, no matter like what I look like. And that, like, I think I read that book and I cried. And it was, a, it's a YA book. Not YA doesn't make you cry, but you know, but like, that book really hit me. And I was like, God damn it. If only things like this were around when I needed it the most, mm-hmm. like at an age where I was really figuring things out and going through a lot of shit as a teen. Like, I just needed that in my life, and I didn't have it. What the heck, Julie Murphy? Why didn't you (laughs) write it when I was a teen? Like, you were probably a teen, too, but, you know. Come on, man. I I just am thankful for those books and the fact that they exist now for younger girls, well, and, you know, anyone, really, who don't feel comfortable with themselves and don't feel like they can be loved like that because of who they are. And to have books like that is just really important for people to have. You know? I do. I just like... I read that and I was like, God, that's... God damn it! (laughs) God damn it! Not in a bad way. I'm just like, man! I just wish that I... I could have had that. Yeah. But I'm grateful that they're around now. Me too. Mm-hmm. It gives me hope for the yeah, future. Absolutely. That that generation is growing up hopefully in a better way than what we did. Yeah. I do think that I was um, misinformed in my brain about the title of the book. The next book in the series is called Puddin'. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I... 
Oh, was like okay. I think it was called Puddin' First. I'm like, I don't think so. I but don't know. I was like, you look it up, girl. If I'm wrong, that's perfectly fine. But I think it was like something like I thought it was something longer. Mm-hmm. Like Dumpin' Dolly or you know, Dumplin' Dolly, you know? Whatever. Yeah, maybe it had something to do with Dolly Parton since yeah. it's like an important part of of the book of yeah. the book. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Next on my my list is The Princess Bride. If Why I William didn't Goldman. think this book would be a com- list would be complete without it, yes, mm-hmm. it's just always been in my life. Like I remember watching the movie when I was a child, reading the book when I was in middle school, watching the movie like watching the movie my whole life. Yeah, it's it's a I think they I mean in general it's a cult classic, absolutely cult is. classic, and the book is phenomenal. The audiobook sucks. Don't doesn't really oh that's a bummer. It's uh. Abridged. Oh. Yeah. Some bullshit. Yeah. Because, like, do the whole thing. Right. I, I think it might be even read by Rob Reiner. Oh, okay. Because it's a it's a full book, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's narrated by Rob Reiner. And it is two hours and 32 minutes long. What the heck? That doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> but it was recorded in 1999. So can we please do a re-record of the audio and have it not be fucking abridged? I think that's a thing now, too. It's not abridged anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't do as many abridged versions. Yeah. Because people can speed it up. Right. Like, I think they were doing abridged so that... I had to explain that the other day to somebody. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's abridged? Like short. It means it's shorter. They took out all the good stuff. They just left the meat and bones, which I don't understand. <sighs> I don't either. But like I said, it, yeah. it just wanted people to be able to read it faster. Right. It's not as common. So, yeah. the Princess Ride. It's just really been there for me. Princess yeah. Bride. I think I said ride. <laughs> the Princess Rice. I'm <laughs> incredibly tired. Yeah, I got I... less than six hours of sleep, oh. and then um, I got up at six. I had to be at work by 7. Ew. But I couldn't clock in until 7.15 because I had to fix the time clock because of the hour change. <laughs> and I didn't do it on Monday. Oh, man. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that the first time I watched The Princess Bride was in Spanish? Yes! Mm-hmm. With English you guys subtitles. Somehow convinced your Spanish teacher to let you guys watch it. Yeah, that was most of our class, was just watching movies in Spanish. The last one I have on my list is, I have to talk about Harry Potter, uh, even though it's by a turf who, like, she, she just won't. sucks as a person and she's hateful and yeah. Like, and from here on out, I know and, episode one, we were like, yeah, we're going like, to try not to mention Harry Potter, but it's just so ingrained in our and it, yes, society. And it's, yeah, it's so part it of literally pop culture. popped up on, the, on, on your computer right now. Yeah, like, know? my friend Nick rebuilt my computer and he put not all of... No, not your Nick. Like, a different Nick. And I know too many Nicks. You can't <laughs> throw a nickel without hitting a Nick. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, my Nick always says that. And so he, he named my computer, like, Flitwick. And Flitwick. And he's got all these ch- pictures that pop up. Like, it, you have a, it's exchanging backgrounds. Yes, computer. it changes. And the current one um, is, yeah, Hogwarts houses. It's it's an it's ingrained in my history as a reader. I I don't support her. Her. I think she is evil. 
and I refuse to buy of the any way, of her books or anything. Yeah, that I she just don't get give a from. single shit about her. She can rot in hell. Um, <laughs> just put that out there. And she's just so on, she's just so un- unapologetic. Yeah, like, she still thinks she's, she's right, not and it just ready. It boggles my mind of how she someone needs can think to like get that. informed. Yeah, because right now it is not okay. Right, it, but like aside from her, Harry Potter had an important part of my life to help me grow up reading. And it was the first audiobook I ever listened to. Yeah. Like it, it, I told the story about how I had a crush on my neighbor in, in like the fifth or sixth grade. And he told me to read Harry Potter and I did. And, uh, it changed how I read. Like I was so excited about books, the books that came out, I had to have them on midnight. I went to midnight book releases. I went to midnight movie releases. I just became the, the, I grew up with as the same age as these characters they felt like my friends like i they felt like they were like i knew them personally they was whatever you know it's a, a nerd part of me but i it they as someone who didn't have a whole lot of friends like they just felt they were like my friends they were they just felt like a part of my life i just yeah. i could grow up as they grew up mm-hmm. And I like we literally like identify ourselves as Hogwarts houses and like Morgan stop being such a Ravenclaw. Right, and you're like a huge Hufflepuff. <laughs> and I feel like that's also a millennial thing because yeah, that was our, it's our childhood. I was a generation. So Gen Z's like, can you not stop? Can you stop doing that? And I'm like, I wish I could stop. I can't. It's just ingrained in my brain we, forever. We, we mentioned something Harry Potter related in every single episode. And yeah. it's just unavoidable. Right. I wish I couldn't. Yeah. I wish I didn't, but I can't stop because it's just such a part it's of my brain. my brain that it's ingrained in there. I'm thankful for those characters. For young me, now I just... Like, I obviously am not as... I'm not obsessed with them anymore. I have grown beyond the series, thank God. But, like... I also follow an account on TikTok that makes um, Harry and Malfoy a couple. Perfect. And, like, yes, gay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I follow, like, a Harry Potter cosplay thirst trap. Yep. Which really helps show a lot about me as a person. But, and then, (laughs) like... (laughs) Other Harry Potter TikToks, like one late, one girl, one person is um, Professor McGonagall and the way she like impersonates oh, her. Oh, that chick! I love, I love her. her so much. I don't remember what, what I her don't name even is. Know. I she think, hasn't popped up on my thing. In I a think while. I follow her, but then like yeah, she'll pop up sometimes. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot she exists. She does a great yeah. It's perfect and McGonagall voice. It's just such a it's just such a big part of my childhood that I just can't let it go. Yep. I. Like I said, I don't support her whatsoever, mm-hmm. but I just can't let that part of my life go. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful that they helped childhood, like my childhood, me, young young me, grow up into a reader. And that's my last one. Um, do you want to know what my last one is? Yes, I do. Do you want to guess what my last one is? No, I just want you to tell me. Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I really should have known. Like, do you want to guess? <laughs> no, tell I was me. like, that won't be on her list, will it? I'm thankful for it. It's the last one. Like, I can save the best for last. Like, it's I'm not. <laughs> this isn't the reaction to be like, oh my god, I hate that book. It's just, it's so funny now to me that that it comes up every episode. <laughs> Until you read it. Yeah, I'll read it. I promise I'll read it. Eventually. Yeah. When I'm in the mood. I know. 
I'm such a mood reader. It's I just understand. like, oh god, I hate it. But it's it it fed into my previous obsession with the Greek gods, with right. the gods of of Greek and Roman and and all of them. Yeah. From my Percy Jackson phase. Yeah. It's like grown up Percy Jackson. Yeah. And gay. And gay. Yeah. It's not as much into the gods. Uh, it has some god involvement. Okay. Um, if you're quasi familiar with the story of, well, see, I think that's like, also Odysseus, the Odyssey. I don't want to read it and feel dumb because I don't, I don't know much about. No, and they it. do a good job of explaining it. Okay. So. I think that might be a, one of my hesitations is that mm-hmm. I just don't know enough to be yeah. like proficient. Mm-hmm. In and Greek I think mythology. it's one of those things where if you if you pause it and you do a quick Google. Right. Of one person. But it's not that bad. It's just so good. But that is our... We're not going to do an Iowa goodbye. Or a Midwest <laughs> goodbye. We're not doing a Midwest goodbye. Because so, we have been recording for almost two almost hours. Almost two hours. I'm sorry. We're sorry. I'm not. You are. I'm not. No, well, you're, you're, you're editing Yeah, this, this unfortunately is my episode to edit. <laughs> and so this... I, you, we need I to stop should, doing this. I should feel sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, we both had a lot of, we both had 10, uh, you know, ish books to talk about. So it's going to take a while. Exactly. Yeah, we just so to... thank you so much for the joining t- us today. We are so very grateful for these books. Let I'm sorry me for ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. <laughs> I'm ready. I forgot what I was going to say I'm now. <laughs> sorry. Let us know what books you're thankful for in your life. As yeah. the Thanksgiving holiday comes around... It's a time to look at your life and see all the things that you're thankful for. So I think that can be a little cheesy. I'm like, we don't sit around our table and be like, what are you thankful for? We're lucky we sit around a table. Like we just sit on the couch or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, just kind of look at what what books are you thankful for that kept coming to your life at the right times? You know, like I feel like the whispering door came to my life at the right time. It really did. It came to you. Like it just, these books that have impacted your life and made you feel seen. Just fun things like that, you know, yeah. just casual. Boop, boop, boop. Feel free to reach out to us. We have uh, our Instagram, Pages and Pages Pod, where you can direct message us, as well as, um, yeah, that's the only thing you can reach out to us on. <laughs> <laughs> the only um, thing you can find we would love for you to share us with somebody that you know. Share us with your local librarian. Share us with your uncle. Share us with your cool nephew. We want to hear from you. Reach out. You're the best. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And Black Friday, the uh, the day after Thanksgiving, yes. is um, Indigenous Peoples Day. It is, yes, So it happy is. Indigenous Peoples Day as well. Yep. We um, hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.